Good morning. Today is Monday, August 14th, and it's been a little bit since I've posted a video, and that's understandably caused uh, several different reactions. And um, I asked the Lord, how am I supposed to even begin this video? And he dropped it in my spirit, uh, reminded me of an endurance race that I once witnessed my brother-in-law running. He likes to run long distance races and I don't know when it was, maybe eight or nine years ago, uh, I went and uh, with my family to support him. And you know, I'm just blown away that people do those things. I'm pretty sure it was like a hundred mile race and it went through the night. It was just such a long, long race. And I was just the whole time thinking, why would anybody want to do this? What? <laughs> What makes people want to do this is just amazing, uh, the willpower and the perseverance that those runners have and uh, all the training that goes into, into preparing for a race like that. And, you know, along that race, we would meet him at the different aid stations and I would watch what they, what they would do. And at one particular aid station, it was near the end of the race, I think there was maybe 20 miles left or or less and it was nighttime and he came in limping and I'm pretty sure at this race it was one where people had sabotaged the course and put markers where they weren't supposed to be and led the runners off course and you know an already exhausting <laughs> race just the mental strain and the disappointment of being thrown off course and just being able to overcome that and finish the race, uh, you know, it was really hard to watch. And uh, as he came into that aid station, you know, they they looked for any chafing, any wounds, and uh, fed him and replenished his electrolytes and gave him a drink and. Um, you know, bandaged up any any weak areas, massaged muscles and that were getting tight and fatigued, you know, those type of things. And he came in limping, uh, but he was determined, you know, to finish this race despite all the obstacles. So I just thought it was really awesome that the Lord brought that to memory when I asked him how to begin this video because that very well describes um, what's been going on. And uh, he actually parked me at the aid station uh, for a few days and he told me I couldn't leave or make any moves until um, I'd received some some healing and uh, some replenishing and so uh, but you know yesterday he told me to to get back to work and to get back in the race so you know I, I didn't go anywhere I just had to pause on this journey and just seek the Lord and uh, and listen very closely and um, kind of realign with him and get back to that that place you know remember the last video I learned the lesson you know when I got lost on the journey he, what he told me to do go back to the place where you're hearing me and uh, retrace your steps and you'll know what to do and so that's what I've been doing. You know, I went back to the to the rock, my firm foundation, and I remembered his promises, 
and again um, my my spirit is starting to to soar again and to uh, the load is being uh, lifted so the Lord's been speaking to us about a lot of things and you know they've been progressing and uh, he's definitely been taking us to to higher ground and training us up you know for these days and teaching us lessons and uh, the last lesson he talked about was dividing the soul from the spirit and explaining that to us better and you know I tried to make this video yesterday and it just wasn't working out I just didn't you know we had church at our house and I I had stuff to do and I had to prepare food and it I felt crunched for time and it was um, I just felt like I kept having to start the video over because I just was like stressed out about the time and it just didn't work out and I'm so glad it didn't work out you know that wasn't by mistake last night our our group um, we meet for fellowship in the in the we actually met in the garage and just like opened the doors and we ate our meal together and uh, worshiped and the the man who prepared the lesson we were on Romans 7 and it was all about soul and spirit and flesh and I was just like this is so amazing and it was just like you know I've been feeling kind of disconnected from from my home church and I needed healing there and um, you know the Lord's been revealing to me why that is and everything and it just felt so good to return back to uh, just the the foundation that he's built under me the group of people that he's placed me with my family and um, and at the end um, one of the one of the men he's an older man a retired missionary and um, just I respect him very much but he was explaining to my husband he just kind of drew it out in a chart that the flesh and the soul you know the soul is kind of the neutral ground it's our it's our mind will and emotions and that before we have the spirit it has no other choice but to yield to the flesh there's no choice but when we have the spirit then there's the battleground in the soul and um, the soul the spirit the spirits um, goal you know is to get the soul to yield to the things of the spirit and the flesh's goal is to get the soul to yield to the things of the flesh and I was just thinking about the castle analogy that the Lord gave us when he said that the castle was the soul and the lights being turned on were the spirit and so what dwelt in that castle before spirit darkness and I was like wow that still applies and um, so the Lord seems to be taking this to the next level and um, really fine-tuning our senses because the enemy does not play fair at all um, his schemes are so wicked and sadly a lot of us have wounds from childhood and the enemy gets in there and he gets into our soul and he gets into our flesh and works in our with our flesh where those doors have been opened and he puts guards over those doors so we can't even see them 
without turning the lights on, without the Spirit's help, we can't find those places. And, you know, I was, I was laying in my bed and I was just praying to the Lord. Um, you know, I was, I was feeling pretty wounded. I was, I was licking my wounds, you know, and I was feeling pretty fleshy and, um, you know, having some anger and some confusion and just some sadness. And all of a sudden, into my mind is the face of a mole blocking a hole. And I was like, that was weird, Lord. Was that you? And, um, and I was just like, wow, you know, moles are blind. And that blindness is blocking, blocking the tunnels that the moles made underground. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to know about moles? What is it you're trying to say? So I looked it up and uh, this is this is what, just like, wow, Lord, you're so awesome. So moles destroy the roots of plants. They damage a building's foundation. They make it easy for mice and rats to invade your property. People may get injured if they fall into their holes. So I was like, wow, what a scheme of the enemy to place as the protector and to place as a guard in front of the holes and the damage the moles have done to allow other invasive things in to put blindness there. Then I was thinking, what other things, you know, block what other things protect? What are the other protectors of those areas? And um, I could, you know, see very easily pride as a, as a protecting spirit and uh, narcissism as a protecting spirit. And uh, I, I had to deal with those things because I've, I've been faced with some of those things um, in myself and in others. And I just really had to uh, lay them before the Lord and ask for cleansing. And that's what he told me to do, you know. He said, don't leave the aid station until you've been cleansed out. And um, so I've just been spending the last few days asking him to reveal. Reveal those hidden places, my blind spots, um, areas still held in captivity. So the Lord uh, has been showing us, you know, the wilderness experience is our soul. And He's he's created that space to show us, he said, that you know that without light there's no life and i've been thinking about like you know that there's arguments about well can can christians be affected by the enemy yes they absolutely can it's just now we have a choice and um well what about angel armies surrounding us well, he just opens our eyes to the fact that we do have angel armies surrounding us and that when we put our faith in him, we can win those battles. Um, but as long as we're in flesh, as long as we are in this veil, as long as we are in this world, in this wilderness experience, and, and there's a war going on between flesh and spirit, which is done to strengthen our muscles. Um, it's done to strengthen our faith. Sorry, I had to move to a different spot. The camera shut off and then the sun was starting to shine into my eyes uh, but anyway we we're talking about uh, the, the race and last night at church we were talking about like how the different layers of of the wilderness experience uh, we can 
you know, there's different layers of meaning. So we can talk about the, the promised land right now. Uh, we've, in a way, arrived in the promised land because we've realized our identity as sons and daughters. Um, and and we, f we found our home. But in terms of what I'm speaking of, um, this wilderness experience, this literal experience that we're in right now, while we're veiled in these fleshly bodies and while we're veiled in this world, uh, while we're here, until we reach our ultimate exodus, where we're in the ultimate home of, of you know, like the kingdom lives in us now, but we are promised that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and uh, we are going to be delivered from this war eventually. So I'm talking about that. While we're here in this present moment, this is training ground. And while we're here, it's strengthening our muscles. And so, and our discernment and our faith and all the things, you know, we're being trained up. We're being trained up for what's coming. And I said that yesterday, you know, I tried to make the video. It didn't work out. And another reason I was glad is because just the word that the Lord gave me this morning. And then my husband, he, he told me to read his devotional yesterday. And I read it. And then this morning he goes, I want to read this to you again. When I came out, you know, after spending some time with the Lord, he's like, I want to read this to you again because I think you read it yesterday. But I don't think that, that you really read it. And I'm going to read it to you again. And I said, wow, God, I am ready to hear it today. It is for today. It just is all working out. But this whole devotional, I'll put a picture of it um, at the end. There's there's a couple couple things I want to put at the end of this in a slideshow. And you'll see how it goes along with today's message. And he's just so perfect. And even, even you know, in the storm, his presence is still there. And, and that's the lesson, you know, with the disciples on the ship and being afraid. And he said, where is your faith? Because his presence was still there, even though they thought he was sleeping. And, um... So this morning, this is the word I received. It's very much to me, but I just, it's for all of us and ultimately, and, uh, and then my husband's devotional is, you know, from the book of mysteries. Uh, I think Jonathan Kahn, I never remember his name. Um, and it's, it's just so amazing how the Lord always aligns with that devotional and his other devotionals. Like the, that's how the Lord speaks to my husband and to our family. It's just, it's just so perfect, and he's so good. Um, and only a God outside of time can line all these things up at the right moments, in the appointed times. My child, write these words. You will not be able to endure this without my shield of protection. Listen to me. I am still here in this moment. The enemy wants to destroy you, and he will stop at nothing to be a hindrance to your walk. Melissa, the fear and abandonment you feel is not from me. He is casting the net and capturing you in any way that he can. I love you, daughter. Do not listen to his lies. He is going to be a big hindrance, but he will not succeed. I am yours and you are mine for all time, remember? Listen to me. I am not fickle. I keep my promises and I finish my work. I begin this work. I began this work and I will see it through. Are you questioning this for all people or yourself, Melissa? I said both, Lord. Melissa, I am mysterious. My ways are higher than your ways. But I complete what I start. I do as I say. I appoint who I appoint. I do not go back on my word. 
free will, Lord. They say loss of inheritance. Melissa, you are my sons and daughters. You can choose whether or not to follow me, but I never change. I do not go back on my word. I am always there pursuing you and desiring your, you walk with me to your destinations. I told you to keep my decrees. What are they, Melissa? I said to love you and to love others. And then you told me specifically to keep the way clear, to trim my wick, to forgive, to keep coming and never give up. Is that right, Lord? Yes, my child, do not give up. because I am not going to leave you or forsake you. You are my daughter, my friend, my servant. Forget what others say and think. I trained you up for this moment, this task, this purpose, and we will continue. I am not done, and neither are you. You will be able to enjoy a better place soon, but for now, worship me, even in the midst of suffering, even in the fire like Daniel's friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They followed me into the fire. You, my child, have not always followed me. You sometimes stop and miss your opportunities. You will learn to follow me wherever I lead. You will be made strong. I will do this work in you. Keep coming, daughter. The race is long and the prize is not far off. You will finish your race. You will not stumble and fall. I am carrying you. Trust me. Rest on my arm. I am your strength. I am your de deliverer. I am your prize now and forever. Sing to me, daughter. The race is about to get you to higher ground. You will see more clearly up there. You will begin to witness more and be able to explain more. Fear not, for I am with you, even to the end of the age. Come back to the safety of my love. Come back home to me fully. I am here, daughter. Don't run from my love. Measure the cost, Melissa. Be fearless, be bold, be courageous. I have trained you up for this your entire life. To lose is gain in the kingdom of God. You are gaining, you are growing, and you are learning. And you're even and you are ever practicing these are the final moments and there's purpose in all that i do man did not do this i ordained these very moments melissa i already see the path in all directions can i not do what i say can i not deliver on every word can man thwart the plans of god can the evil one no i am sovereign god and i alone determine the conditions and the seasons and the hour i will make all things good i will do as i say I do not wish for one to perish. I love all of my children. You are commanded to love them too. Seek me daily, worship me, and I will give you a new heart, my heart. Lord, is there anything else? Melissa, it was good to visit with you this morning, my child. Keep coming to me in this way, and we will travel on. I love you. I love you, Lord. And in the beginning of all of this, he told me to meet with him in the kitchen in the mornings. And because of um, you know, the group that I joined, there were Zoom meetings and they go late, late, late into the night. And it was just really messing up my time with the Lord. And honestly, this was the first time again, like that I've got my sleep back on schedule. I got up very early before my family and I had good quality time with the Lord. And, um, you know, I've been meeting with him throughout the days and stuff, but this was the first time in a while that I've gotten up this early. And that's significant. I think I'll just put the slide of my husband's devotional here after this, after I say the verses, so you can see like how that just all lined up with, <laughs> it's just so cool. But um, he gave me Isaiah 41, I believe the whole chapter. My son walked in at this moment, so I was a little distracted. I think I heard the name Bartholomew, but I don't know why. Um, 
or if I really, if that was from him, I'm not sure I put a question mark by it, but Hebrews 4, 6 through 11, Galatians 3, 4, Proverbs 2, 6 through 11, and 6, 11 through 19, Matthew 6, 8. And then uh, he showed me uh, where to find Hezekiah's prayer because I, I, I've been having a lot of Hezekiah moments where I just lay it all before him and say, Lord, this is what they're saying about you. Is this true? Um, this is what they're saying about me. Is this true? And I've just been laying it all out before the Lord. And, you know, he's been speaking to me. And, uh, you know, I'll explain that part as best I can soon. Deuteronomy 6, 8, Philippians 2, 11, Song of Solomon 4, 6, Amos 2, 4. Again, he says, Temple of Doom and Gloom, it's not me. Sophisticated wrappings hide the truth. Great is your reward. Keep coming. I'm going to pause it here so uh, I can put the slideshow in. Or put the, the devotional slide in. Over the last few days, the Lord's been talking to me about a couple identity uh, things and dropped some things into my spirit that I just wanted to go over and just some things that I've, I've read uh, maybe yesterday morning before church that was interesting. So I was going out to feed the chickens and I was just observing our ducks and thinking about them. We have two mallard ducks and they're both males. and. My husband bought them at an auction and when we got them home we have a pond we wanted to put them in a duck house in our pond but they wouldn't go near the water and they're scared of the water and so they don't really even know they're ducks I think they were raised around chickens they're comfortable with their chickens they go right into the chicken coop they stay in our yard they play you know in water when there's uh, puddles of water in the yard after rain and stuff like that. They like the water, but they're afraid of, of the pond and they're afraid they don't swim, they don't fly, but they could. And uh, that's truly who they are, but they don't know that. And when we try to teach them who they are, they're actually, or what they're created to be, it scares them. And uh, they don't recognize it as something beneficial. It actually makes them fearful. So I was just noticing that and I was thinking about how, you know, that's a lot like us. We grow up in this world under certain conditions and the, we're conditioned to, to believe lies about who we are and we don't even know that we're spirit. We don't know that. We think, we think we're, we're, you know, we're spirits having a physical experience, but we think we're physical having a spiritual experience and we don't think that the the spirit part is is our real identity and that's a lie and it's it's an issue a big issue 
And the other thing I was noticing that I just wanted to, to mention is both of our ducks are males and one is more submissive if you know what I mean and and because it's been treated a certain way it is literally the I've noticed over time it doesn't even resemble a male duck its coloring has changed it looks like a female so it looks like we have a male and a female but we had two male ducks and uh, recently it's it's changed and its colorings changed so because of how it's treated it, it it's like manifesting even in, in its appearance uh, so I don't know just things like that I, I didn't know that it could even happen but that's something I've been observing and really like it's been troubling me in my in my spirit that that, that, that can happen so you know the things that we're talking about in this video is really about working out our faith with fear and trembling so in the Old Testament we learn about conquering territories and when and when that did not work and something I read about yesterday was also about identity and it was about how even in the flesh we have qualities that we can take pride in the flesh isn't like all bad like what we would think of as bad I mean we can see that in unbelievers uh, people who do not have the spirit they can still exhibit you know qualities that we would consider fruit like patience and kindness and uh, self-control and gentleness and you know they're compassionate things like that but the enemy can even work in that territory to, to make us prideful about those things. Um, and the, the enemy can come as an angel of light. And if it's not, if those things are not a product of spirit, it's garbage. It still doesn't matter. Uh, it's still, it's still a lie. It's still enemy territory, if that makes sense. So that was something profound that I just spent some time thinking about yesterday and uh, something we talked about at church last night that was uh, that was neat because you know we were talking about how the, when we talk about the Old Testament it's there for us to teach us they did all of that so we could learn about from their mistakes really and the spirit is guiding us in our inner being to conquer territories and it's got to be done by the spirit it's got to be done uh, not by our power not by our might but by the spirit and we you know even even in our outer wilderness experience we're called to you know change the atmosphere and and conquer territories so we talked about at church last night about how why doesn't he just deliver us all at once it's because maybe because we we have to learn to steward our territories in the Old Testament they often were losing what they had gained because they couldn't steward it and they went back to um, doing things out of their own strength and not having faith in different things so you know he's teaching us a little bit out of it at a time out of his goodness so we can steward it and so that we can learn and so that we can 
you know, um, hold on to the territories that have been conquered in the spirit. So the Lord asked me, well, before I go into that, I guess, let's see. I guess I'll explain this next. The Lord asked me to explain what happened with the group situation in a way that everybody can understand, tell it all in a way people can understand, but without revealing names and targeting anyone. So that's going to be challenging, but I'm going to do my best. Um, so some of you have been following this journey. Some of you follow other people. And I just want to say before I go into this, like, this is all to point you to the Lord and your own personal journey with him. Don't believe any human. Don't look to any human um, as the, the final authority. Don't trust any human as the final authority. But look for the spirit. Um, one of my friends says that she knows how to uh, spit out the bones. You know, there's no perfect person. And sometimes there's there's partial spirit and there's partial flesh. You've got to have a discerning spirit and ask for discernment. It is a gift of the spirit so that you can spit out those bones and, um, and discern. And not everything is for you. Not every every message is for you. So just asking the Lord, Lord, is this for me? Should I watch this? So I just want to say that here. Um, but some of you are wondering what happened and, um, and I was, we started receiving words from the Lord, um, seemed to have received an anointing from the Lord. And I believe that I still believe that he's called me for a specific purpose. I believe he anoints each of his children and has each person here with a purpose and he has a good, pleasing and perfect will for each per person. And, um, and that each of his children are chosen for a specific time and place. And he appoints them to, to where they are. And he has written books about their lives and, and what, what he the destinations he wants to lead them to and it's up to the person to to go on that faith journey with him and so i when i got this anointing and i started hearing from the lord and journaling about it and receiving dreams and different things he was training me up and he told me we were practicing and I didn't really know what we were practicing for. I didn't know where all of this was going to go. He was talking about shepherding and different things, which I just thought seemed impossible. Like, how could how could that be true? And um, and then I was listening to some people on the internet, and I I noticed that some of them seemed to have a similar similar anointing and hearing from the Lord, and it all happened around the same time. And so I was noticing that, and. Uh, some of these people reached out to me to join their group and there's a lot of controversy around them and I really didn't want to. I didn't have anything against them but I just didn't really want to be a part of it. And I asked the Lord and he told me what I did not want to hear and um, he said to that he wanted me to to join and he would meet me there and I would know 
by the way that he revealed me to myself once I got in the group and that happened and that's documented if you want to see that and so you know um, we would meet together on some scheduled times and just talk about revelations that the Lord's giving us and and different things we did a couple zoom meetings putting some of that information together and um, and I put in a slide that you know at when I joined this group the Lord said that he and I would just continue as we had been that was not going to change I would keep meeting with him and receiving words and uh, delivering them to the people so that never changed but what did change is um, is what I believe but others don't agree that sin was introduced into this group in a very uh, very slick and deceiving way and everybody when it first happened felt in their gut it wasn't right and and people called me on the side to talk to me about this and we had conversations about it and we were wrestling with it some of the group felt that it was an Abraham and Isaac moment that the Lord was asking us to do something uncomfortable in order to uh, take us to higher places with faith and that it's not faith unless it's uncomfortable and what I have to say to that now is, um, you know, when Abraham put Isaac on the altar, he knew the Lord was going to provide a lamb. He knew he was going to raise him back to life. He knew something. He knew that the Lord was going to not murder his son. He was being asked to do a sin, basically. He was being asked to murder his son. But he knew that the Lord was going to provide a, a way out. And but he was willing to do what the Lord asked and that was about showing us that the Lord desires obedience and not not the sacrifice but he prefers the obedience and um, and so this is this is the area of the divide And the, I don't believe that the Lord would ever ask us to enter into sin. And I can see the slippery slope. And I know the things that have been going on and continue to go on um, surrounding this, uh, this sin. I've been there in my life. And so I have eyes to see it. And I see the progression of it. And I see that the enemy snuck in there. But I didn't see it at first. Um, I was I was listening to the voice and thinking this doesn't sound like the Jesus I know and more and more over time I was finding it hard during worship to work through all of this stuff piling up in my spirit to find to find my first love to find the Jesus I know and you know I, I'm going through all of this and I'm, I'm trying to understand it I'm trying to to weigh out all of the information I'm observing it it's it's coming in and uh, there there came a point where a couple people were were being pushed out because they were being silent and they felt like the Lord was asking them to be silent and Jesus the voice that was being said was Jesus was um, 
reacting to circumstances, it seemed to me. And the Jesus I know is solid rock, and he doesn't change. Um, his promises don't change. And he co completes what he starts. And so I, w I was confused by it, but I still didn't see it. And um, then I got a word, and I read it to the group, and immediately five people were very offended by it and left. And in that word, he said for me to align myself with those who see him rightly and to not make any moves until we got clean before him. He said he was driving the ship and the ship was docking and he was unloading unwanted cargo. Now it's important to note here that he's not talking about people. The Lord loves his children. He loves his creation. And there's so much just mean-spirited uh, attacks on people on the internet by Christians that call themselves Christians that don't understand that what they are doing is the spirit of the enemy. And I'm just not going to get involved in that. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's the Lord's spirit or his heart. I think his heart is for his people. His heart is to deliver his people. He came to heal and deliver. And he, uh, he calls us to love each other. And when people are doing that, that's, you know, a house divided cannot stand. And people do not understand what is actually dividing this house. I think if they really, really understand the true enemy, we, we could unite and get on the same side and go after the enemy and not after each other. And the Lord says, you know, that he is not a spirit of confusion. And remember, we've talked about that. He's not the spirit of confusion in that he's not the spirit of, of fighting and division and just the chaos of and the, the cruelty that comes from that. The enemy does that. He, he gets the enemy and me against the enemy of you, and it just create, creates this turbulence and this, this sea of confusion. And he, he revealed to me what was behind that. What, what giant creature lives in the sea of, of you know, the, the storm, the, the tumultuous sea. And so, yeah, it was me and the message. And it, the Lord spoke it to me. I didn't know. Um, I actually had, you know, I think I mentioned previously... A moment where you know I read this message everyone laughed and um, I said Lord or or maybe before that I don't remember I guess it was before I read the message I was just laying it out before the Lord like Hezekiah like this is what they're saying about you this is what they're saying about each other like what is true and I went to sleep with the word Leviathan in my mind and uh, and witchcraft and I looked up those things and witchcraft is, is manipulation it's it's manipulating people's thoughts by putting seeds of doubt in there and it's um, you know witchcraft is a lot of things but when you bear it down to its bare bones just manipulating and setting people up to think a certain way and controlling the direction of their mind out of your flesh is witchcraft um, 
So when you're not in the spirit, you know, speaking life and speaking from the spirit, you're you're participating in witchcraft. And so uh, those those people who think they're Christians out there attacking each other, be careful what you're getting involved in, and, and know your true identity, and know know the the schemes of the enemy. He's dirty, and he he works in our flesh, and that is not a spirit of life. It's not a spirit of love. It's condemnation. It's not of the Lord. And I refuse to to be a part of that. And uh, so. I researched, I looked up, you know, Leviathan spirit, and there's a lot of people who think that this whole thing of deliverance is new age and of the enemy and different things. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I believe there, but the Leviathan spirit specifically is believed to, um, is believed to be kind of the thing that's in the current body of, of believers, the current church is so divided all over the place with all the denominations. And it's because, you know, if we have the true mind of Christ, if we're all connected to the mind of Christ through the spirit, we wouldn't have that division. So what's causing that? Well, it's lies about who we are. It's lies about what that means. It's lies about what unity means. Unity means connected to the mind of Christ through the one true spirit of God. Well, the Leviathan spirit has wrecked all of that understanding. And um, it's like the biggest uh, enemy creation in, in the Bible. It lives in the sea. What does the sea represent in the Bible? It represents uh, death a lot, a lot of times. And you know, we can't breathe there. So he was just showing me that the denial of deliverance is Leviathan. It's, it's the protector, the thing that hides and keeps people blind and makes them think that deliverance is a bad thing. And I'm just going to tell a story. Um, the, you know, I, I received deliverance from some people in my church. You know, they walked me through some things and my life, and we broke broke agreements with, with things in my life. But are we ever fully delivered? You know, we're conquering territories, and, um, and he's teaching us how to do this as we go and giving us the skills so as as agreements are made we can see them and then break them and the spirit can show us and um you know i i believe this is uh all a part of becoming spotless i think he's led us to this place you know he's talked to us about leprosy what that is and he said you know begin with that one story like that was just the starting point I feel like he's taking us deeper into what that means. He said to let him into all of those hidden places where we don't even know we're sick. Right? Um, they're hiding, or like people with leprosy would hide away in caves and they had so much shame. Um, and, and they couldn't even see, you know, in the darkness. They couldn't even see the, the inner sickness. They couldn't necessarily even see their own, own, own bodies in those dark places. And they weren't allowed to come out. They weren't allowed to be in society. And they were all hidden away. 
it's a deep shame it's deep wounding and and he's he's showing us I think through all of this what it means to become spotless so when he says that it's like there's hope you know that we can become with the spirits leading cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and I just think this is the next level of that so I did go through deliverance um, with so I learned some things you know I learned that every time you're intimate with a person you make a soul tie you got to break break those soul ties um, things enter in it's a doorway in and so some of the things in there in their soul can enter into your soul and as a doorway um, and just think about society and just think about how perverted sex has become think about the schemes of the enemy and how he just loves to mess up our true identity and tell us lies about who we are in such an intimate way um, you know our sexuality is such an intimate part of our identity and he likes to mess that up and get in in those ways um, I learned about you know just different wounds from childhood different things that have happened um, that sometimes they happened there's generational curses there's just different things and you just go through the list and you just break agreements with them and you cancel those contracts and you uh, in the name of Jesus and I was and I'll give an example in just a moment but so I learned a lot about that but I've never been on I don't say never but I haven't had a lot of experience of being on the other end of helping walk people through deliverance I guess and uh, I was just noticing in the scriptures in Matthew how the Lord um, before the sea the storm where the disciples were in the boat and they cried out when he they, when he was sleeping Lord don't you care if we drowned right before that the Lord was teaching them that he that foxes have dens and birds of the air have nests something like that but the son of, of man the son of, son of God has nowhere to lay his head and I was just thinking about that he didn't have any soul agreements with this world on the inside or the outside he wasn't bound to this world he was of a different kingdom and he literally uh, was not born under Adam he was born through Mary and he was uh, born his father was was God himself so he had a pure soul that was only would only answer to spirit and then on the ship he revealed to his disciples who he was and who his power you know that he was God he even had the authority to command the winds and the waves then they went and cast out demons and he showed that he had authority over demons and he healed people and different things and I was just thinking you know as we as we uh, have victory in these different areas through the, through the spirit then that that healing and delivering power can then be passed on uh, to other people because we we start to more and more identify ourselves with Christ which is our true identity he lives in us we have the power to cast out demons we're actually told to do it so I don't really understand if there's no deliverance ministry like what does that even mean 
And can Christians be affected? And we talked about that. Absolutely. So, um, a couple things trained me very personally. The, the Holy Spirit trained me. First, he let me, um, you know, I went through a traumatic experience in my life. I didn't know I had what the world calls PTSD. I didn't know that that pe people outside of war could have that. I didn't know women could have it. I just kind of associated it with, like, men and war and, like, major combat situations. And when I when somebody told me that that's what they thought that I had, I and recommended a Christian counselor that did EMDR, I tried it. And I'd been to some counseling, um, but it wasn't Christian, and it didn't, you know, it didn't really go anywhere. And when I did the EMDR, I'd, I'd been suffering from just this feeling of the storm, you know, I couldn't land anywhere. I just, my identity, my sense of truth, my reality was just kind of spinning and circling and just, um, very insecure about those things inside and just couldn't stand find solid footing and when i went and got this emdr for the first time i felt that calm down a little bit and fade a little bit more into the background and so what that showed is that the uh, science has stumbled upon a truth that so what happens in emdr is you you talk to your counselor about your painful event the painful memory and uh, sometimes it opens up a filing cabinet of where that original wound was. Sometimes it takes you there. Uh, when you are, when you're talking about your painful event, you either wear headphones that are beeping, or you hold on to something that's vibrating, or somebody's tapping you. But wh while you're talking about it, it disrupts, um, like your mind experiences it with a distraction as you're speaking about it. And so it experiences it as a little bit less traumatic, as a little bit less painful, and it begins to heal. And typically, just a few sessions of this, uh, those, those trauma places can be healed, and you can read about it. It's kind of fascinating. Well, so the Lord showed me that, that that really did actually help. And, you know, in past videos, we've talked about um, part of when I went through deliverance was like inviting Jesus into the painful memory and watching what he did. Well, isn't that the same as EMDR? It kind of disrupts that painful experience and it's uh, experiences that your mind experiences it, your body experiences it as a little bit less painful than it starts to heal. Well, um, you know, Jesus tells to, to worship him in spirit and truth. And so it's worshiping him. It's the, it's all, um, so, the spirit takes us to tells us it, he leads us through this process the spirit shows us where the original wound is so we can get healing at the root of it um, and not just put a band-aid on it so that was one thing the EMDR uh, experience that I've had in my life and then another thing that happened was I was worshiping at uh, a prayer meeting and with with my current church a few of them met at their house and um we were deep in worship and it was great and uh something super weird happened i was worshiping and all of a sudden in my spirit i just saw a skeletal hand gripping my hand my right hand and i was like okay and i just was just like asking the lord about it and then 
he revealed um, a memory from third grade. I think I might have talked about this in a video. From third grade, um, I had a birthday party and somebody, I don't know if it was me or somebody else, brought a book from the school library and it was a scary book. And it had scary stories about haunted things and ghosts and stuff like that. And we all went down into my basement and we one of the girls was reading it to us. And, um, and he showed me that that was the doorway in of demonic fear in my life. Like that was the first place it was introduced and that was the root. And that was, that was where the enemy was given rights to come in. So the enemy is, is dirty and he plays dirty and he attacks children and he, you know, makes agreements with, with our, our flesh and our soul when we're children and when we're innocent and, uh, he has rights there and he knows his rights and he's, he's evil. And so I said, I just, you know, at the end of the song, I was like, everybody, something really weird just happened to me. I think I need help. And I explained what happened. They're like, well, cast it out. And so I went back to my deliverance training and I said, okay, I'm going to do this. So that's the first time I did it. You know, the Holy Spirit actually showed me and I know it was the Holy Spirit because my mind wasn't anywhere close to there. And he was, I don't remember must, what we were singing about, but must be my prayer was, you know, uh, something about that. And he, he was, he was answering. And, uh, and so I, I said, you know, I break all agreements. I repent, you know, the repentance is a huge part of it. And I repent of, of making that agreement with the enemy of bringing that book into my home. If I did that or allowing it to come into my home, I repent of exposing other people to that book. And I break all agreements with the enemy. Any spirits attached to that memory, you have to go in the name of Jesus. And I invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill that space. And as soon as I prayed that out loud in front of everyone, the, um, the, the son who lives in that home, his bedroom door slammed shut. And they're like, well, there it goes. And I was like, oh my goodness. And uh, I don't know if it was the wind or if it was the spirit leaving, but um, then they went into the room and prayed over the room. You have to cast those things out into the outer darkness, never to return. And we have that authority because Christ lives in us and he tells us to do that. So there's an argument. Can Christians, you know, we talked about this. Can Christians have evil spirits? Doesn't, doesn't God just cleanse us when we're, when we're, when we're saved, you have to take that to the Lord and ask yourself, do you feel completely clean? And if you don't, why? Because, because it's a, a working out of our faith with fear and trembling. This is part of it. You know, this whole experience is I'm telling you all of these things because it's to edify the church. It's just an example. It's not just about me. This kind of stuff happens. And other people are going through these things. But this is just put out there um, as an example and as an opportunity to learn. And so, you know, the Lord told us these people that didn't leave that, you know, stuck around to, uh, to do this for each other, to get clean before the Lord. Like he said, he said to seek him individually and get clean, but 
you know, none of them had really done any deliverance. So I was teaching them about some of this. And, uh, and so we, we practiced it as a body of believers. And we just let the Holy Spirit lead. And I have never been on that side of it where I was actually teaching and, um, and receiving the words of knowledge for the people. And it was so awesome. And so, because one of the girls, she said, you know, like, I hear what you're saying, but I want to practice it with you so I can really learn this for myself. So I said, okay, let's do it. And um, she and her husband and uh, a couple other people, and we were just uh, praying together. And all of a sudden, something would just get dropped in my spirit, a scene um, of a place or a picture of something and I would speak it out and I said does this mean anything to you and it would take them immediately to a memory that um, they knew exactly where the wound was and then we would pray and ask you know what needs to be delivered here sometimes we got names of enemy spirits that needed to be cast out like the exact name um, and one of them was was really powerful and um, it was it was amazing and it it really showed me how real this is and then the freedom and the, the cleansing we were feeling and the, um, it was good stuff. And so, you know, I'm, the Lord's teaching me all the time. So there's, there's people, um, who don't agree with this. And, um, you know, the ones that left and, and they're saying that I, I am now walking under the 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 law and I'm no longer walking in the spirit and I just you know want to renounce and rebuke that I don't accept that uh, as my identity or as as truth um, I do walk in the spirit I am a child of God and I live in that truth and um, and so having said that when when I was teaching these people how to do this they're like you know, we, we think we need to do you now, Melissa, you need to do this too. And I knew I did. Um, but I didn't really feel quite ready. Um, I didn't feel like the spirit was like necessarily leading that. I just wasn't in the right place. It wasn't the right time yet. And then this, <laughs> this situation happened where somebody called me and I was faced with this narcissistic spirit and the enemy and the enemy in me presented itself and it was ugly there was yelling there was no fruit it was very ugly and then I knew okay Lord there's there's the wounded area and he took me to some memories of when I was a child and why I was so um, hurt by that by that spirit and um, where my woundedness was from and uh, so he did he gave me a couple memories um, one, I didn't even really remember the details of it. And when he told me the details, and then I was like, you know what? I think that's actually right. And it was just amazing. The Holy Spirit guided the whole process. And so, you know, that's the lesson. Uh, not by might or by power. It's not out of us. The Spirit leads us through this wilderness experience. And we go where he leads and we do as he says. And he knows what's best. And he is in control. Um, so, you know, there's people telling me that I've lost my inheritance now 
And I just, you know, when the Lord told me to get clean before him and just go back to the, the, um, my first love and his promises, he reminded me of, uh, well, I just, I don't, I assume the Holy Spirit reminded me of the first message, the first long message I got. And I'm going to end it with this. And you can all take this to the Lord. Ask for discernment. Ask for discernment. Don't take my word for it. Ask the Lord to show you in these arguments, where is the spirit of life? And what sounds like Jesus' voice? Um, because his sheep know his voice. And uh, so this is the, the message. You know, there's people out here that don't think that the Lord can, can talk to us like this. I didn't know it, but here we are. And if you've been following this journey from the beginning, you'll see time and time again how the Lord sets things up way ahead and delivers. And uh, he is leading this and he is driving the ship. I see it. I, he's shown it to me. He's shown it to me as I'm experiencing it. It's like when you're being led by the Spirit, you see the breadcrumb trail and he takes you to these places and these destinations and these appointed times and it's like wow I could not in my wildest dreams in the most brilliant mind could have put this together like there's just it's not possible in this message he says you will not keep this is from October 1st 2022 before I knew anybody else that even received stuff like this you will not keep the best for yourself. You will reward others through your inheritance in Christ Jesus. Keep going in the way of the Lord. Never give up. Do not be dismayed by the events to come. You will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You are learning by this, and I will continue to teach you, my child. I love you. You will be a blessing to the nations. Do not be afraid of what I will do. You can come to me for protection. I will do as I say. Do not fail to follow my decrees. You will always know that I am doing what I say by the way I prophesy. It will be me. Do not fear. You can always look to me and I will answer your prayers. Do not be afraid. You will have your inheritance. You will be blessed. I will order your steps. And there's, oh, there's one more thing I want to talk about. But So then my husband comes in like maybe Saturday. He's like, Melissa, I got something for you. The Lord, I know he's, he's speaking to me. And, and he doesn't readily acknowledge that the Lord speaks to him, but the Lord uses his devotionals all the time to speak to situations in our life directly. It's amazing. And uh, he came in with his devotional and he said, look at this, this sequence from like August 4th through the present day. And I, I'm going to take pictures and put it in a slideshow to you, but I'll read you the titles. And then he also gave me some psalms, and he put a note in my Bible to read them. And it talked about not being dismayed, talked about standing on a rock. I was just like, wow, God. And um, in this message that I read um, to the group that caused the, the, the great divide, you know, that, that day. That was August 7th, I believe. And... Um, at the end of that, you know how he gives me scriptures and words? Part of it was, um, I'll, just, I'll just read it, uh, Zechariah 3.6, 3.7, 3.8, 3.9, 3.10, 3.11, 3.12, 3.13, 3.14, 3.15, 3.16, 3.17, 3.18, 3.19, 3.20, 3.21, 3.22, 3.
3, 1 through 6. Actually, Malachi 2, 6 through 8. Revelation 22, 4, if you want to look any of these up. Banquet table, fellowship offering, total annihilation. Seek me in the quiet space. Do not make any moves until you get clean before me, humble and ready to receive. I heard lost and found. Temple of doom and gloom, is that me? Measure it out. Matthew 2, 4. Then he said, it's simple, but not easy. Holier than thou, panic not from me, I am the rock. You have all been deceived by the great deceiver. Look to me now with open eyes. John 3.15, move mountains, Song of Solomon 1.2, Leviticus 2.11, Matthew 3.16, 1 Timothy 4.6, Judges 8.4, Holy of Holies. In that message, he said that, um, that we were going to move on, but this time with him leading and with us not being so gullible. And that said simple, but not easy. My husband didn't know. I didn't read any of that to him. I didn't really tell him about this until uh, later, but I didn't read. I mean, I told him about this, um, but I didn't read that message with those scriptures or anything like that to him. And so the first one that he shows me, it's simple, but not easy is the title on August 4th of his devotions. And then forgetting what is behind August 5th, advanced decision-making, August 6th, beware of seductive words, August 7th. Some of you know exactly what that means. August 8th, consider the consequences. August 9th, guard your heart. August 10th, captivity, the lie. August 11th, freedom, the truth. August 12th, captivity or freedom. August 13th, withering flowers, today. August 14th, nurturing devotion. Uh, August 15th is going to be about conquering fear. This is the book. It's daily moments of strength and inspiration for men. This is my husband's devotional. I'm going to take pictures of those and just put them in there for your own edification. But wow. Um, so I think that I just kind of wrote an outline of things I wanted to make sure I talked about. I, I think that's everything. Um, so, you know, I just want to say, I know that, oh, there was, there's a dream. And let me just pray about this for a second. Okay, so he says not just share the dream right now, but maybe in an upcoming video, I will share that dream. And uh, he just gave me revelation on it. And uh, I, I want to say that one of the lessons from that dream was, you know, there's, there's a spirit that keeps saying childlike faith, childlike faith, childlike faith. Well, that's true. But also true is we are to be as innocent as doves, but as shrewd as serpents or snakes or something like that, which means we are to have childlike faith, but we are supposed to understand the enemy's schemes. And we are not supposed to just think that the enemy can't harm us. We're supposed to have our head in the game. We're supposed to have 
discernment. We're supposed to be looking out for each other. We're supposed to help deliver each other. We're supposed to love each other. And we're supposed to be on top of the schemes of the enemy. And he, the scripture says that. So yes, childlike faith, but isn't it just like the enemy to, to conceal behind that truth, a deeper truth, which is to be observant and to be as shrewd and to, to gain in wisdom, um, to let the spirit teach us the schemes so that we can uh, fight this battle with the spirit of truth and conquer these territories. All right, so I love you all, and um, it's good to be to be back here with you. And I I don't know when the next video will be, but the Lord, you know, he he has made promises. He says that um, that that I'm going to be. He's going to use this platform um, to speak and to to shepherd uh, until his return. So. I believe that was from the Lord. I'm standing on that. Um, and I'm just going to keep pursuing him in faith and uh, trusting him and doing my best, you know, to yield to him. When when the storm was happening, he was silent for a few days and I was scared, you know, but I remembered, I remembered the lesson and uh, I pictured him on that boat like the disciples it seemed like he was silent and he was sleeping and he wasn't aware. And when he woke up, he, he corrected them. He said, oh, where's your faith? So we wonder, well, what were they supposed to have faith in? Like, what if you didn't wake up? There's a storm happening. So I just, during those quiet days and those, you know, when I was uncomfortable, I just put myself under, like I pictured him on a cot sleeping on the boat. I just put myself under the cot and just held on to his arm. Because even if he wasn't looking at me, even if he wasn't paying attention, I was going to be looking at him and holding on to him. So I don't know why, but I do know why now. He's silent for a reason. And that was the lesson to this group too. And that's the lesson to all of us. Some of us feel like he's silent. Well, when he's silent, the enemy reveals himself. Our fears come to the surface. Our wounds come to the surface so they can be dealt with. It is not him leaving us. His presence is still there. And we've got to be on that, that storm with him and just have faith in his presence. And, um, and just see what he's trying to teach us in those quiet moments. So anyway, uh, I'm glad that he's speaking again. He has been speaking the past few days. And um, I will just continue to... to on this faith journey with him and uh, sharing it with all of you. So, you know, I, I apologize. I didn't abandon you. I uh, was just being obedient and not making any moves until, until he said it was go time again. So I love you and I hope you have a great day and we'll see you in the next video. God bless you.